Alright, and welcome back to another installment of Dune Dudes. Children of Dune Dudes. As always, I am your God Emperor, Connor K. And this is my Fremen Naib, Connor Mack. Yes, that is I. Um, Connor, I, when we do these podcasts, um, we're on FaceTime so I can see you, you know? Yes. <clears throat> so obviously this, this, what I'm about to say is not going to be like, uh, probably won't have the same effect because this is a auditory medium, the podcast, you know, so yes. I, I can only describe as best I can with my my meager grasp on the English language what I'm seeing with my own two eyes. Uh-huh. And it, it feels like I could hardly even look at you. <laughs> I don't you, know you I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I really don't. You you are growing a mustache. Hmm. I mean I don't know if you would call it a mustache. It's uh it's something. How do you how do you feel? Um it's just uh it's just a fun little thing. It's a fun little uh patch of hair on you know just below my nose that uh I am um keeping on my face right now for fun. It's it has a bit of a, like a suaveness to it, mm. a bit of a, like you remind me a little bit of Walt Disney. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, I will take it. I will take it. I, I am a self, um, identified Imagineer so that, um, that yeah. works. I'm, I, you know, I, I might start calling you Walt Gingy. <laughs> like, okay. is that, uh, is that, is that yeah. all right i feel like yeah, i've talked like about a ginger i've talked about your red hair and gingerness like a lot you know yeah yeah that's a that's a pretty that's a defining quality of of me so it is it feels like i, I think about it more with dune dudes because of the the prominent ginger features of some of our characters yes, that are yes 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 that are are brought up every now and then we got a whole bunch of gingers in the house yeah. So, you know, I just, you know, let, let me just mention, let me just end this small little opening bit just to say, I think it looks smashing. <laughs> oh, boy. Smashing. So, okay. All right. You know, keep it going. Thank you. I I had a uh, I had a soul patch up until this morning, but my girlfriend uh, didn't like it, so I had to, I I kept it for longer than she would have liked. But um, I, I did does that mean shave it? Is she is she okay with the mustache? Yeah, yeah. I think she's I think she's okay with it. It's it's um I think it's fun for everyone. It, you know it it it. So the thing is is it only it looks only a little bit hitlerish you know 
So that that, yeah. that comparison is made. Um, but I simply say no. Hitler's mustache was not. It's it's not this long. You know, mine is slightly mine is sl- slightly longer on both sides than Hitler. J- slightly, but uh, it yeah. It, it, I mean, his is, was more fuller. His was fuller, dark black. And um, I mean, we we have to address yeah the 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 color, yes. the color options. You know, I think anyone with um like you know dark brown or black hair that mustache it's just not an option but yeah, if you're yeah. red or blonde um you know it might seem weird but i think you can safely go for it without like just like aggressive uh hitler connotations yeah yeah sure yep um yeah and uh i don't know if if um if if it's if it's gonna grow more, that's t that's TBD. Um, I I've been able to grow this kind of thing out for maybe uh, since like high school. Um, so right. it's nothing really that new, but just you know, it's it's the end of November. I it's I, I did fun. the whole I did the whole no shave thing for as long as I could until it got to the point where I uh, there was just no other option. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna keep this around for a little bit. Hmm. All right. Um, I I mentioned to my girlfriend, I was like, hey, I'm feeling kind of inspired. Like, I think maybe I'll grow a mustache. And she does not think it's funny. No. She's not. I mean, I've known, I know she doesn't like mustaches. Yeah. For ever. Like, that's that's never uh, changed about her. So it's always been like kind of funny. Like if I shave my beard, a lot of times I'll just leave my mustache for a bit, just to like show her, be like, yeah. "Hey, you know, check it out." Yeah, this is what. And every time it's like she's repulsed. Yeah, it's uh, and it's it's a shame too because you are somebody who could grow a nice mustache. Maybe I think you could grow a nice. You could grow a nice and full mustache if you maintained it and you know, uh, groomed it. It, it's something to think about. I think in my older years, I might might try for that style. Yeah. I, I do think, you know, speaking of my girlfriend, I want to mention something. Okay. And and I'm, I'm mentioning this of my own volition. But uh, she she ended up apologizing for chewing me out about the tea. <laughs> if you remember the 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 tea fiasco from last yeah, episode, yeah, we all we all remember. We all remember. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of uh, kind of got chewed out a bit. Yeah, there. I mean, I don't know. Um, and I, I I think it's worth mentioning that uh, you know she said she was sorry. It's worth mentioning, but I also and rightfully don't... so. I just don't. Well, I don't know if uh, she needed to apologize. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. I don't. You know, because it was a <laughs> maybe a bit, maybe a bit of an overreaction. You know. So it's. It happens. I don't. I mean. Yeah. It seems like you trust me. I I get it. I live with the old broad. <laughs> oh, you know. God. I mean, I, I, I know how it goes. Uh. So. I just thought it'd be worth mentioning. Yeah, I think just going back, it's clear to me. You know, you you really fucked up her tea. 
yeah, which in turn really like, fucked we, up her morning. We kind of like mutually recognize it was just like such an innocuous and innocent mistake to make, you know. So I feel like you're kind of an, you're in the wrong camp now. Well, you're you've gone. I, I'm starting to see the Hitler a bit. It oh feels God, it feels like no. maybe depending on your attitude. It's like one of those pictures where if you squint, it like, or 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 there's like two perspectives, and like once you see the other one, like you can't look at the other one again, you know, like like a bunny and a duck or some shit. You okay, know what just I mean? just just hear so me out. I'm, just I, I wait, 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 I get the vibe. It wasn't. It has. It's not the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. It sounds like a recurring issue. Um, mm. And then also, you know, mm-hmm. nigh mm. nigh half an hour before that, you you blamed mm-hmm. your tardiness on on her. Mm. And I think I think she. Mm. I think part of her knew. I think I, I think she knew it. I think she knew that you did. Mm. And I also mm-hmm. think that's a common mm-hmm. uh, behavioral pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The more I think about uh, it, the more I think she was right to chew you out, as you say. Hmm. All right, time for um, the theme song. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. One, two, three, four. I can do this all on my own. No, I know I'm the Quasats Hatterack. Quasats Hatterack. That was all right. I've gone back and listened to the other ones, and it's it's clear that um there's a there's a lag. There's just a constant lag that we have to accept because of your internet connection. Um, and so like when I listen to the the podcast in order to keep our audio um so it like makes sense the when 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 we sing we have to like keep the lag kind of you know and so like sometimes it's it's a little off kilter um so it can only be so good honestly you know? i thought that you were doing kind of the canon thing where, where where you start you know uh, uh beat no. after me i thought that's what you no. were doing this entire time no. nope <sighs> no panning no panning, no such luck. No, not Sorry, panning. That one's not gonna, that one's not not gonna panning, pan out cannon, for anybody. Cannon, cannon. What? It's called what? Cannon. cannon. Yeah. It's like when 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 you sing like a beat or like a measure at, like you start singing after the the first singer. Panning, panning is when you shift um, the audio f- to from like one side of the speaker to the other side, or you know, something like that. That's a little. That's a little. Uh, audio magic uh tip for you all right i know i know you know because you have uh i i, I don't know uh, you know a, adobe picture editor or something on your macbook you think you're hot shit all right you think you could just say whatever you want there uh buddy but mm. i'm not impressed okay I, i'm not trying I'm not to impressed. impress you i'm just trying to I'm just trying to, um, you know, cannon? lend you some wisdom. Canon? Yeah. That's the term? Canon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, it is. So if it was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start, and then you start like a beat after, you'd be like, oh, yeah, let's, it's the canon effect. We're going to do some canon for this song. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, it's like, it's, it's like a vocal hmm. uh, technique, like, like for, uh, I don't know, 
people that sing songs. All right. I'm not interested in looking anything up. I'm just going to... It's fine. We're just going to move on. Just going to move it. on. But it seems like a weird term. See, it seems like it doesn't fit. I feel like panning makes more sense than canon. <laughs> so. Okay. All right there, buddy. I don't know. That's you just don't, me. You don't know. And, and, I'm, and I'm the host. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Connor, we, we got to talk Dune. We do. We, uh, yeah, we, we, we really do. I feel like we're, 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 we're over Dune. <laughs> nice one. You're starting to look a little bit more Disney there, dude. Here we go. Starting to look a little bit more Disney. Not all the way. <laughs> Not all the way. It's still, it's like floating in between. Still have to prove myself. Um, you know. Um. All right. I I don't have any like general thoughts exactly, so we're just gonna start at our first chapter of this yeah. section. Are you ready? Are I'm you ready. ready? I'm ready to go. So, the very last thing we left off with was uh, Jessica is willingly captured allows herself to be captured by duncan idaho uh who is bringing her to seleucus secundus to meet ferritin and the the first chapter of this section that we'll be discussing today is when zit when when sisha and ferritin um having a bit of a mother-son quarrel. They have a tiff. And, uh, I mean, Lord knows. We know what it's like to have a mom tiff. True. It happens. It does. You know? It's a a Uh, fact of life. You know, your mother, your mother, um, without your knowledge ends up putting into motion a plan to get you seated back on the golden lion throne as emperor of the galaxy by uh, sending out cyborg tigers to assassinate your rivals happens all the time i mean come on fellas fellas can I get a hell yeah? Can I can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. There we go. <laughs> Let's hear it for the boys. This one's for um, the boys. <laughs> so it's it's been a little while since I read this chapter, but um I, I feel like I remember the gist of it pretty well enough. And essentially, um you know, when Sisha's like, don't you appreciate the things that I do for you? And Faridin's like, no, mom. He's kind of an artsy guy. He wants to paint and and pursue the arts and read books, you know? He's, and he feels he's like it's, a, it's selfish. He, he fancies himself a bit of a history buff. Yes. Um... 
And so he, he kind of feels like he should have been at least, you know, consulted. He's like, this is my future too, you know? Um, and you're kind of using me just like you're, you're using everyone else because you're, you're just trying to further your own ambitions. You're trying to, you know, put the, put the power back on your name, you know, yes. the big C Carino. <laughs> yep. Um, he's like, I didn't say Kareen yes to this. Okay. I didn't, I didn't even have the opportunity. Mm-mm. Um, but by the end of it, Faradin's pretty much like, well, you know, what's done is done. Um, I guess I'm kind of going forward with uh, being a part of this plot to be the emperor. But mom, stay out of my way. Because if you're trying to make me the emperor, I'm going to be the goddamn emperor, you know? And I'm going to do it my way. He is not. He is not content to just be in the passenger seat. Yes. Um, once he knows what's going on, you know, Faradin gets a bit more involved, starts to, uh, starts to play the Game of Thrones, you know, a bit. Yeah, yeah. He becomes a real player. Um, and we'll, we'll talk more about that in, uh. I think the last chapter of this section, we, we get to kind of see how this pays off. Um, but in terms of just like kind of having the, the, the dynamic between these two characters and showing the, you know, n- not, not everything's all uh, like, Hey, we're on the same side in house Carino, you know, um, and I like that Faradin's kind of like, hey, you know, I have my own interests, too. Um, but, like, at the same time, he, he's not um, just, like, aloof or, or, like, completely lost in, like, this artistic, romantical reverie or something where he's like, oh, you know, I mean, he, he, he's excited by the game of thrones um i think he kind of sees it as its own like artistic pursuit in a way or or something else that he can uh, kind of focus his skills in on he even says winter is coming mother yeah yep um i remember that and then they're like but on on dune it doesn't really matter yeah it's it's uh it's it's sand there yeah but it is they actually do mention that it's winter time on Seleucus Secundus um, they do yeah yeah which makes it even weirder because you, you assume oh winter is already here so why does he say winter is coming yeah. it's kind of it's not very clear well you know you eventually have to get to winter and I think that they you know Frank Herbert's a bit more uh, speedy a bit more expedient yeah you know he's not going to be like oh yeah let's let's wait uh, six books in order for the first blade of grass to get, you know, fucking sprouted up on Dune. Frank Herbert's like, uh, okay, now it's Messiah, and there's, like, trees and bushes <laughs> and shit, you know? It happens fast. It does. Paul got his, like, country-sized Citadel Kingdom <clears throat> built in less than 12 years. Yeah. So, people are fast. That's all I'm saying. People are fast. Um... 
anyways, anyways, I don't, I don't want to just sit here and make Game of Thrones jokes because you can't. You don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen the thing. You know, I've never seen the thing. And, no. And people at work are and have, you're you're better off. Work are talking about it. And you know what I said to them? Why? They're talking about it now. They yeah, can't. Yeah. They just no just no. I don't it. buy it. You're no. you're setting swear, up for sw- a no, shitty no, no, no. joke. I swear right, to God. Say? I swear to okay. God. Okay. I swear to God, Emperor. Nice. Okay. Yep. One of my co my managers started watching it. Everyone has already watched it, so they're they're talking about it now, and saying talking about spoilers. So which which makes me not ever want to watch it ever. Okay, go on. But, um. Anyways, wait. No, I'm already skeptical again. You don't give a shit about spoilers. Okay, well, I ne- I never want to watch it. I've never wanted to watch it. I will never watch it. Okay. Okay. All right. You happy now? Okay. Okay. That's a, okay. Yeah. I, I just wanted some honesty from All you. Right. Okay. You don't have to okay. play this part. You don't have to okay. play this character. You don't have to ham it up. I didn't want to offend our the Dune Game of Thrones crossover fans, of which I know there are many. Did not I'm want sure to there offend. are. Anyways, I said, you, do you know what is like Game of Thrones but better? They were like, what? I said, <laughs> I said, Dune. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, is that a, that's a book, right? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. <clears throat> not really interested. I don't, we don't really yeah. read books. Great. Um, I mean, I know you, you've mentioned that you've been kind of trying to spread the, the gospel of Dune a bit. I yeah. We've talked about yeah, it. Yeah. I've so, it, uh, uh, no, no such luck. No takers, huh? No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. In due it's okay. Time. You know, maybe maybe one day once we um finish, it w- it would be much after we finish Dune in the first place, at least the the first six. But like once once we finish what we con- set out to do for Dune dudes, read the first six. Yep. The only six. The six mm. Herbert novels. Yep. Um. The sexy six. And we we transition. <laughs> And we transition into redheads because Dune Dudes will be concluded for the time being and we'll continue our reading podcast, obviously, okay. as a general reading mm-hmm. podcast. Yep. Unless we come up with a cool name for whatever specific next book or book yeah. series we read about. Redheads is very um good. thank you. I, I like it's so, something about the, the, the gingerness. It's okay. Yeah. Um, well you you, my friend, are a you you have always been an honorary ginger. Well, thank you. I don't want to. Um, I, I never want to overstep uh, any boundaries. No, no, but hey, I you, appreciate you, it. You, I, I simply want to mention. Go ahead, co-host. You've what? Uh, what do you have to say? It's fine. You've you've always been a consummate ally. Consummate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I I would I, I there's no reason to watch the show, but I'm not going to. Might be cool to read the books. Okay, yeah, maybe because maybe I will. because you you are right that there is a Dune Game of Thrones like similarity. Yeah, and um, you know maybe in 20 years once all the books are out. 
we can uh, we can tackle that together. I've I've wanted to read the Game of Thrones books. I've only ever read the first one and okay. half of the second. Okay. So. Yeah. No. I I I would not. Uh, I will not put. Will not. Um, I'll keep that on many, the table. Many, many. I'll keep that on the table. Many, many years in the future. Won't be soon. No. Won't be soon. But I'm throwing it out there. All right. Because I mean, we got we got other stuff to read. We do. I already got some ideas. We have Kick. much, much stuff. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because this is what we do now. Fuck swapping spit. Yeah. We're never gonna share an album with you again. Honestly, no. I'm done with music. <laughs> oh, music is canceled. Uh huh. Music is over. Yep. I don't give a shit anymore. Okay. Okay. It's all books now. This is what we do. This is yeah. our friendship. Well, this this has proven to be the most successful venture of our uh, our friendship so far. After yeah, getting, yeah, I'm after all about those, uh, I'm, I'm I'm all about commodifying and monetizing <laughs> the most successful aspect of a friendship. Yeah, so let's keep it going. That's the goal. Agreed. How do you feel about this chapter? Anyways, when Sisha and Faradin. Um, this made me like Faradin a lot more. Um, yes. Or that this this chapter is when I really started to to, to feel like I was getting to know him uh, better. Because um, yeah, I mean he he is he is standing up for himself now, and uh, yeah, he's not happy with the way his mother has planned his entire existence, I guess. Um, and th- then yeah, we learn he actually is kind of a uh, kind of. Uh, somebody who likes to use his mind he likes to read and he 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 isn't into history and i, I think I forget if it's if it's this chapter or the other one but uh where you know it, it references how he has he's read about muadib and his 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 reign yep. and, and his strategies and uh uh it seems like that is maybe kind of an inspiration for him uh which is yes which is interesting to me yeah <clears throat> yeah, it is. Um, we will talk more about that because that's the it is the other chapter. Um, but it is interesting that that's kind of the the trajectory of his character. He is taking a lot of inspiration from Muad'Dib. Um, okay, you want to go to this uh, the second chapter here? Let's do it. It is Leto and Ganima. Um, crawling into the the little rock crevasse thing to escape the Laza tigers or ligers for and short. um or ligers for short. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um. Vote. Vote for Pedro. N- yeah, I know. I was trying to make it a, a oh. Dune reference, and I was going to say Lido. Uh, that would have been. How would, would you like that shirt? Like the. I would like that. The like a like a, the ringer T-shirt. Yeah. And then in the same font, the red letters on the white T-shirt. Vote for Lido. I'd be into that. I mean, we just discussed the game of thrones dune fandom crossover but what do you think the dune napoleon dynamite fandom crossover is like i have to assume that everyone who has ever read dune is a big napoleon dynamite fan (laughs) 
Well, I, I mean, to, I, I, I already, I already have to stop you there because I have read Dune, and I don't think I've ever seen Napoleon Dynamite. You have in its entirety. I ha- I've watched no, it with you, you. You've definitely watched all of it. Are you just are you just saying I've seen it because you can't like fathom any other kind of existence in your sad, vapid world? <laughs> or are you trying to tell me that we've watched it the other one time and perhaps I've forgotten? Because prob- those are two we, we probably have really watched really important differences. I would be surprised. I, don't if this we, probably I would be surprised if you we haven't if we hadn't watched it together. Memory. No. No. See, that's the thing. If I had watched Napoleon Dynamite with you, I would have remembered. The more I have you, not seen, I have not seen Napoleon Dynamite. The more you're arguing about this, the more I think you definitely have watched it. Why? Why? I don't get no. why why somebody would, would be so passionate about this unless they've seen the movie. No, well, because I I don't want to just roll over and and get steamrolled. Okay, but you're steamrolling me, and I don't want to be steamrolled. So I'm I'm putting up this staunch well, so, opposition because I'm trying to draw this line of sand and I'm well, saying so like, what hey, is it? I have not seen it. And, and you're like, oh no, you have, you have, you've seen it, you've seen it. Are you a Dune fan or have you, or what do you have mean, you never it? watched Napoleon Dynamite? What is it? <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, in the Dune universe, Napoleon Dynamite is canon. It is. Because Dune takes place like tens of thousands of years in the in the future of our world, and and long um, after. So there, there's there's like Shiga Wire documents of Napoleon Dynamite somewhere in the Dune yes, universe. Yes, and also on the cutting room floor uh, from Dune Messiah, when Paul is referencing all those dictators and uh, you know, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> leaders who've who've killed billions. Like he references Napoleon. And right. Napoleon Dynamite is named after that Napoleon. Yeah, well, I, I think what's interesting is I think what Frank Herbert meant to do is actually reference Napoleon Dynamite yes. by just like leaving it at Napoleon. And yes. it, it's kind of left to be ambiguous. Like it's because, left up to the reader to go, oh, yes. is he is Napoleon Bonaparte or Napoleon Dynamite? Because that far in the future, the the, the character that is synonymous with Napoleon would probably be Napoleon Dynamite as opposed to Napoleon Bonaparte. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say boner part? What are you talking about? <laughs> Did you say? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Jeez, this Did guy. Did you over say here. Napoleon boner part? Uh... <laughs> Okay, anyways. That's not a bad bad episode title, right? Napoleon Napoleon Bonaparte? Bonaparte. (laughs) No, that's it. That's the one. I'm writing it down. (laughs) All right. You know, man, it's too bad. I got to tell you, I don't don't ever really try to come prepared or whatever, um, but I I had an idea for an episode title already that I thought was stupid. Oh, okay. Well, we can, let's, yeah, give me both. Okay, um, so when we get to the chapter with, um, I think there's a chapter with Aaliyah, and they mention that she's being called, unless it was from the last section, I don't fucking remember, but she's being called the Coan team, right? Mm-hmm. Does that sound familiar? Like, Yeah, she is. And I feel like they just, like, they, they brought that up out of nowhere. Yeah. 
you know, like Frank Herbert likes to do, like with the man snail. Like, yes. like he just says one of the characters like reference man snails, it's a man and you're snail like, moment. "Am I supposed to know that?" And then, like immediately, he's like, "No," but I'm just like seamlessly working it into the fabric of the universe, and you just have to like roll your eyes a bit because it's like sometimes <laughs> he does it really deftly, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's like man snail territory, <laughs> you know. Um, but with the Coentine thing, I thought it was like kind of weird, and I was thinking, "Hey, what about confessions of a teenage?" Wait, no, Confessions of a a Cohen Teenage Drama Queen. There we go. Okay, that's good. That's good, too. So, I don't know. As well. But, I don't know. It it sounds, it's so juvenile, but I kind of like Napoleon Bonaparte better now. I don't know. You know, that has very little (laughs) to do with Dune. (laughs) It doesn't matter. This This is our show, and I am the host. True. All true. Anyways. This is the power that I wield. Yes, and uh, with great power comes great responsibility. So let's be responsible and, and move along. Okay. I get it. You're like, hey, you know, let's rein it in. I get it. Um, what, yeah, what the fuck were we talking about? This chapter... Uh... Lido and Ganema are... Thank um, you, the tigers. Holy getting, shit. Okay. They're getting ready the to tigers. face the, the tigers, yes. They they escape into the crevasse. I like to say crevasse. I prefer, um I prefer Heidi Hole. Yeah, both are fine. And um and they just stick they they just stick the knife up. I, the way I was imagining it was like really dumb. It's like not really even that cool. It's just, but it's one of those, it's really practical. I get it. They just like kind of hold the knife up and have the tiger bring its paw down. And yeah. the, the blade, the cries knife they have is poison enough that the yeah. tiger just fucking dies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brilliant. And it was, it was a little anticlimactic well, considering there's, um, there, there were a few snags in their plan. There, there were, and there are consequences. Um, important narrative consequences. Um, but I, but I just mean like literally just thinking about the clash between the twins and the tigers. I feel like, um, it's, it's just a, a little, well, what else are they going to do? Are they going to go, they're going to go face to face with these tigers and, and, uh, do, do a fist fight. I, I like to think that one of the ancestors in um in their past was like a uh, Bene Gesserit, you know, uh, tiger tamer, and that they could use the voice on the tiger to have, have the two tigers oh, kill each okay. other. That would have been very cool. That would. It's not really a very, serious suggestion, but it very cool. But it could. But it could have been cool. Maybe. Been but cool. that would have been too much. Yeah, it, it I like been, the. It's fine. It's fine. Honestly, I'm not saying like, oh, we should have done it differently. But like, if you were to tell me before, you know, like it, if I were to think about how this conflict would play out, it would not be like this. That's all. Is this the and chapter where, where they – do they face the tigers this chapter or do they just go into the – they just go into the uh, crevasse? No, no. This this is the chapter where they face them. The last section is when they go into the hiding hole. Oh, okay. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So gotcha. Last, this is the last section, when we last leave them, they run to the hiding hole. This section, we, we have them in the hiding hole, stick the okay. knife up, kill yep. the two tigers. Yep. Ganema is wounded 
in yeah, the pretty badly uh, actually. Pretty bad. The, pretty badly. The, the arm and uh, what else? And her and her leg. And her leg. She gets yeah. snagged on the way into the mm. hidey hole. Yep. The the wrong twin almost dies. It's it's always yes, so, right. so the the, uh, the the thing is it's like it's it's kind of sad like oh well one of us is gonna die either really or figuratively and then we're then that's gonna set set these things in motion whatever but right. but you know the entire time Lido was like yeah I'm the one who has to die yeah right um that's true because after Ganima gets wounded. Leto's like, oh, I can do the knife thing and fight the tigers. And Ganima's like, no, because, you know, it's okay for me to get wounded, but you can't because you have your own shit to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So after they defeat the tigers, um, they, they have a emotional, but also a uh, emotionally distant at the same time kind of farewell. Um because their plan is that Leto is going to go to Jackaroo 2, which is named, is they've discovered is apparently hiding in plain sight as Farak. Yeah, it's like it's like Farrak. a different s- a, a smuggler. Yeah, smuggler haven. Yeah, yeah, um, which is crazy. And yep. yeah, it's it's really it's really really. I mean, it's 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 a very sad farewell. It's a sad it parting of the ways. It is. I think it was uh, well done, you know, because they, they recognize that um, obviously a part of their plan, but Ganima is able to go into this trance to convince herself that Leto is dead because she needs to truly believe it in order for this plan to work. Yeah. So there is still uh, this kind of acceptance of Leto's death or, or they're parting as if, you know, he is actually um, dying. Yes, right. Um, so, yeah. I I liked the way this, this chapter wraps up. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. Tell me, tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts there, buddy. Um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, it, it, like, the entire thing was very tense and... Um, you know, I really did not know which way it was going to go. Um, part of me really thought that that Ganima was going to die, and because uh, just because I mean, I, I've I've always kind of been on the uh, on the train of thought that like Leto is going to probably survive this book, um, but Ganima, like I wasn't, I'm just not sure. Uh, and yeah, I, I so I, I thought there was a very, very good chance that she was just going to get killed by a tiger, like legitimately. Um, and I'm happy that she wasn't, I'm, you know, very happy that she wasn't. And I, and I it's it's going to be sad now seeing these these twins uh, take their separate ways and, and live separate lives, because obviously um, for us, since the beginning of the book, they they've they've you know barely had divergent thoughts. They're, you know, it's it's been here and there. You know, Lita will will you know have different plans and stuff. But but yeah, they've been on the same page for all of their lives and um, for most of this book. So it's gonna be 
it's going to be interesting how how deep this this trans uh, Ganima goes into where 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 she does convince yeah. herself that her brother is dead and the kind of fallout that uh, that follows, I guess. Um, right. Yeah, part of me was kind of prepared for a time skip. Yeah. Where. Yeah. Uh, yep. Same. Maybe a couple of years in between hasn't. It still could happen. But it feels like this would be the time to have it happen. So since it hasn't, I feel like they'll probably just keep going as is. But um, yeah, they they kind of mourn knowing that this is the end of their uh, their previous life in a way, or yeah, or, or their life as they know it. Rather, you know that they've always had this shared connected existence as the b2 halves of the same whole and for the first time ever they're going to have completely unique uh separate experiences that are going to disrupt their their oneness and their like very intense otherworldly connection and so um it's a strange demise that they're faced with um, a very personal, emotional kind of loss that they need to accept in order to uh, to have this larger plan succeed. Um, yeah, pretty cool though. I, I, I like how it's set up. Um, Ganima's trance is so so strong that she even sees Leto's body when she looks yes. at the tigers. Yep. And when the worm passes that Leto's riding, she sees no rider on the worm. You know, she is her her brain just uh, blocks these things out. So I, I guess my only I don't know. It's even too strong to call it a gripe because it's one of those things that I I accept as a herbism in a way, maybe. But it just feels like this whole uh, trance. Thing that Ganim is able to put herself under in order to like even convince herself that Leto is dead. Mm. Um, like I'm, 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 I'm on board, and like I'm, I'm fine with the explanation that you know buried within her insanely deep ancestry is someone with these powers. Um, but it feels like maybe it could have been brought up somehow tangentially, like earlier in the book. Yeah. So it's not like the first time I'm hearing about it is seconds before it's needed for the plot. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe if it was just like kind of like more naturally discussed somehow, or or even just like within Ganima's inner monologue, like oh, if one day I'll have to use this, or like just just something to introduce the concept. So when we get to this point in the story, it's like, oh, we're bringing that back. I didn't even like mm. think about that. Or, but instead, Frank Herbert's like, oh, I, I need this to work, and so this thing can happen, and this and that, and so this happens. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. Again, not not a big deal. Not even not even really a complaint. But I'd be remiss. If I didn't at least mention it, that's how I felt reading it. Yeah, no, I I, I get that. Um, it would have been cool if there was foreshadowing uh, for this happening, but 
Um, I do kind of feel like it's it, like it just makes sense to be in the Bene Gesserit Book of Tricks or the uh, you know uh, prescient. <coughs> Uh, uh, what's the term? Um, like toolbox? No, no, no. Like, like preborn. What, 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 what do they call it? What yeah, they, yeah. Uh, born with all your knowledge and shit. They, they do say preborn. Yeah, they use that. Yeah, so I, I, I feel like it, it's, it, it makes sense, but um, it, it does, it does come out of nowhere, and it does, it, it, it does feel like, oh, okay, that's, that's happening, um. With, with no warning yeah. whatsoever. Um, well, all right. Third chapter? Let's do it. Okay. We are back with Faridin. Um, Faridin and Tyekinik. Tyekinik. And when Sisha... The Carino triad as it were um are are having a discussion um they are talking about an offer that duncan idaho has made them to turn over jessica to to them to house carino and they are suspicious and wary and talking it over and they're like is this you know good idea bad idea you know what's going on on arrakis Mm -hmm. why are we being made this offer you know um and not to say that i would have expected this to go any other way but i appreciate that frank herbert devotes a chapter here to uh just to have these characters talk about this offer being made. I think it does a lot of work when it comes to you know, showing us the reader, you know, how these characters' minds work. Yeah. You know, and it, it's not so simple as being like, oh, awesome, like, they're gonna turn over to Lady Jessica? Like, let's do it. Like, this is part of that uh, Dune book one plotting that I feel like um, not to say it was missing from Dune Messiah because there are good discussions um, between like the conspiracy characters but I felt like in Dune Messiah a lot of the conversations they have don't don't end up mattering the same way and like this chapter kind of has an immediate payoff with the the fifth chapter of this section when Jessica and Idaho actually are brought to Seleucus Secundus and it feels like, you know, ooh, I already know that um, Faridin and Tyek and Winsisha have, like, had this discussion and, like, I know where these characters stand and I... Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to say I like this window into, like, how House Carino at this point is operating and like yep. how Faradin is um, like settling into his newfound role as emperor to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. 
Um, yeah, I mean, th- this is this is really the chapter I think where, uh, I mean, all three of the, uh, the 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 chapters with with House Carino, um, this this go round were were very good, and I think my favorite so far. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's always been kind of strange not strange but kind of like i guess annoying a little bit to me because i i i've enjoyed our little glimpses into on uh, you know salute secundus thus far mm-hmm. but until this point until these last three chapters on salute secundus i've always thought like ah another salute secundus chapter i gotta read about ferritin when sisha i want to read right. about you know the atreides i want to i want Aaliyah and and duncan and 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 the twins and jessica that, that's like what i want to read about you know um so up until this point in the book for me uh it's been kind of a drag not that i haven't enjoyed the chapters they 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 right. have been good for the to move the book forward and very interesting but um we're at the point now where I feel like these are the characters I also want. I, I, I also want to spend time with these characters and, and, and learn more about them and uh, their motives and, um, you know, their, their further development. So I, I think, I think these three uh, in, in, in this chapter, most of all, ha- uh, kind of cemented them in, in, in my head as, uh, as interesting adversaries or whatever they end up being. Yes. I hear you, and I um, I I agree for the most part. I think um, how they've developed has been fun because, like, at first you kind of just get the Winsitia, Tyek stuff, and and that is cool. I liked seeing that. I liked having this like um this fallen great house kind of licking its wounds and, and trying to get back on top and, and, and plotting from the shadows yeah. and the, the prison planet that Paul sentenced Shadam to his own prison planet. Um, but yeah, with, with Faradin being brought in and then built up into the character that he, he is now and, and is becoming, you know, kind of like assuming his role as a possible heir you know, um, it is it is cool to see that slowly form. You know, I, I wasn't really looking for it, but I you know I think Faradin has become one of the more interesting characters to to read and to check in on now. Um, but a lot of that has to do with not just the character himself, but I, I really like his dynamics between. Tyek and Winsisha. Um, yeah, I mean, we we kind of keep getting, and it comes to a head a bit in the last chapter that we we read here. But you know, this kind of expands more on Faradin and Winsisha. They sort of have this power struggle now because yes. Winsisha was the one pulling the strings, and now that she's brought in Faradin to the fold. Faradin's pretty much just shut her down um, and is very dismissive of her to the point of um, kind of like discounting any any uh, like 
benefit or, or skills that she has of her own entirely. You know, like, I think that's really going to come back to bite him. Mm-hmm. That he's just completely written off his mother 100%. Um, I agree. It's it's a very teenage boy thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it's clear. It's it's clear to me that he. I mean, obviously, there's massive differences between like 15 year old Paul and then 15 year old Faraday, or however however old he is now. I forget. But um, um, Paul Paul was arrogant, but he was never that basic. I guess. Yeah, not the same way. Um, I did want to talk about the whole Paul Faraday stuff because the book really asks us to examine it with bringing Jessica in. Yes. It's, almost, it's almost like Faraday is trying to become like a shadow Paul, you know, yeah. like a dark yeah. Muad'Dib, and, and he yeah. wants... Yeah, a dark he, Muad'Dib. He wants... <laughs> Right, he, you know, like, he thinks if he has the same person train him, you know, it's it's almost like he's trying to replace his actual mom with Paul's mom yep. in order to become as Muad'Dibi as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a dib-dabbler. Dib. Faradib. He's a dib-dabbler. <laughs> That's good, too. Yes, Faradib, yep. I like yours more. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think it's drawing some pretty clear lines in that um, even at Paul's worst, when he was discounting Jessica, which he did do, um, it seems like he kind of always returned to like begrudgingly accept her help or, yeah. or recognize that there's still things left for Jessica to teach him even though he's had this insane prescient revelation, right? And so similarly, Faradin kind of is just going through life as a, uh, you know, just kind of enjoying the the day-to-day life of a royal, Mm -hmm. not even really thinking about, oh, you know, I don't know. You know, he doesn't give a shit about being emperor or he just wants to do his own thing. And suddenly, you know, in a snap, he, instead of becoming Muad'Dib, he's, he's on track to become the emperor, you know, because of his mom's actions. So Jessica trains Paul to become the way that he is, makes Paul to be the way that he is. And similarly, when Sisha, without Faradin's consent, creates and puts him on this track, and then suddenly... When the the characters themselves, the two boys, realize it, that power shift and how they handle it is everything. And yep. right now, Faradin is... Um, that seems to be the lesson that he's not learning from Muad'Dib. Is he yet. is shutting out his mother. Yep. So It's a bold move. Let's see how it plays out for him. <laughs> um I, I, but anyways, real quick, for this chapter, <clears throat> um, yeah, they're pretty much just saying, should we should we trust this offer? You know, do we go forward with this? Um, 
when Sisha is like really, really against it, very cautious, very careful, very wary of uh, kind of another like femme fatale entering the fold, even I think. Yep. And um, and Faridin and Tayak kind of feel like they can handle it. You know that they'll take the necessary precautions. They know that obviously this is a part of their plan too, but they think that they can work to their advantage and see where it goes. They said, "We got this, Mom. We got this." Yeah. Um. I don't know. There's probably some more specific things in here that I, I don't remember, but unless there's anything else you want to touch on this chapter, I say we go on. What do you think? Yeah, let's 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 keep it rolling. I think you covered it. All right. Um. So, chapter four. Oh yeah, this is Ganima making her way back. Her long walk home from. Yeah, back from the attendant, past the Kanat. Kanat. Yeah, I I I say Quan, or I I I think Quanat. Yeah, I think I think it's more like can can. A lot of the times, you know, the Q implies a U, even if there's not a U, it implies the U. Um, you know, where where are you getting that from? Just in my mind, that's how it feels. (laughs) I feel like there's there's a clearly implied U. You're saying it very matter of factly, and uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm not sure it works like that exactly. That just, I mean, that that's just my truth. Hey, you speak your truth. The last thing I would want to do is shut down your truth. It might not be the truth. We're not talking about objective truths here, but your truth? Sure, speak your truth. I don't know if there is an objective truth, but sure. Uh, I mean, when it comes to a language made by people for people, I guess not. It's just, uh, you know, we make the rules. So... But that being said, you know, there's rules, and I don't think a Q just always implies a U. So that's your truth. That's no, your truth, I mean, and that's fine. That's your I, truth. Don't, don't you kind of feel, though, that that's like Q, then A? If there's an A after the Q, there there is an implied that's why U. I, I, I think it's more, like, I would say, like, cannot. I think it's a cannot. No, come on. That's not, that sounds yeah. so dumb. Yep. Well, I'm not saying it. Does or doesn't sound dumb. That's wrong. I'm just, that is wrong, buddy. I'm sorry. That is I think just plain the, wrong. The cannots. Just plain wrong. Quinots? Quinot. Quinot. The quinot. It just feels cannot. right. What? Quinot. If it's if it's cannot, why not use a C or a K? Come on. Are you serious right yes. now? Yes. Because that's not because that's not what you do. I don't know, man. Why not use a C? I don't know. There's there's a lot of wacky spellings and words and shit you know but sometimes so, a q sometimes so a hey q hey hey, like hey uh okay never mind it's going on moving on yeah you were gonna try and think of like another word that just like starts with a q and an a and then you were like oh well quickly is actually q no 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 it wasn't going anywhere. Okay. Sounds like it was going where I said. So it was not. Okay. So what it's I was fine. gonna say? What was it? So if 
if you don't have to Zad, say it, you don't have to if say was spelled with Q I Z E R A T Z Hatterack, how would you pronounce it? Uh, Kaizat's Hatterack? Kizat's no. Hatterack? No, that's, that's different. That's different. A no, Q and a W. No, no, no. There, there would be no different. W. It would just be QI. I'd say Kizat's. Okay. All right. See, that's fine. That's fine? That's fine. Yeah. The I makes... Because QI and Scrabble. QI and Scrabble. Makes a that's huge. DI makes a huge a difference. We both played Scrabble recently and uh, did did Dune things with it. Yeah, and, yeah. You saw, I, I spelt. Yeah. yeah. We we just had like this Dune dudes Scrabble connection yeah. from uh, from miles away. Totally subconsciously, just uh, always connected there. You are the Ghani to my Lido. Mm, okay. I don't know how I like that, but. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So yeah. I, I feel like if you don't like it, that's I think that just reveals everything about you and nothing about me. So mm. I I think I think you are you are Alito. Thank you. I'm not sure. I don't know why. I don't know why. I said anything to thank you for. Yeah. No. Well. Okay. So. Moving on. Anyways. This is where uh, Ghani freaking like solid snakes her way through the the grass past the water, water, and back to the Syach, and uh, finds finds a pair waiting for her. And she realizes, oh, this isn't just two people shooting the shit. These two people are waiting to see if anyone is returning from the tiger attack. Mm-hmm. These are the assassins. Traitors. Fremen. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of another, I don't want to say like left field or whatever, but Ganima's like, oh, it's Palambasha. <laughs> I should have known. And we're like, uh, should you have? Because I've never fucking heard of yeah. that person. Like, it just feels like these are seeds you could have planted just a bit more skillfully, you know? Yeah. Um, cause instead of like any kind of, Oh, like there's no connection there. There's no like aha moment. It's just like Frank Herbert's like, well, it's gotta be someone, right? And it's, you know, if it were like Javid or something, you'd go, Oh shit, it was Javid. But instead, he just pulls a name out of his ass. Some Fremen we've never heard of that, for all intents and purposes, did not exist up until his name was uttered. And you're like, okay. I mean, you know, I don't mind having these like little side characters on the periphery to fill incredibly niche roles for the story to move forward. But like, at least have them in your story before you need them. It just feels yeah. a little... I don't know. Well, I could just see how it could have been done uh, tighter, but it's fine. It's fine. It's Palambasha. You know him. You love him. <laughs> Palambasha. What I would say though um, is that in in real life, sometimes these things come out of nowhere, 
and they're people you I mean obviously sure, Ghani yeah, knows sure, knows sure, this person sure like sure sure again I, no, we're talking I, about how, how we think a story should be written um, right I don't I don't want to entertain the real life argument because that's that is only ever the reader doing the work that the writer should have done it's like oh well in real life it's like yeah you know in real life stories don't always happen and sometimes you're just on your way to the fucking grocery store and a drunk driver slams into your car and you freaking die in two seconds okay but if you're the main character of a story you don't get to just stop having a story and i get that that's an extreme example but what i'm saying is we're reading a narrative you know and so there's there's certain parts where it's like oh yeah you know like you can make things feel more grounded and, and, and that does add interesting wrinkles to your story. But to be like, n- not to say that there's hard and fast rules, but I do think there's things that um, are kind of tried and true, you know? And I, I suppose I can only speak for myself, but as a reader, I, I feel like um, introducing things mere moments before that you decide you need them in order for your plot to work comes across as a little sloppy. Not bad. Um, but, you know, I, I guess I, I think of a, a story as um, almost like clockwork. And you have all your little pieces, you know? And stories aren't that, and art isn't that. Art is like a bubbling, disgusting chimera. And and there aren't rules, you know? And you can't point to things that just always work or that you need in order for your story to be a success. That's why I can overlook all the things that I think are dumb in Dune, because it's more than the sum of its parts. So even though you have a braille leaf, you know, fucking, like, detailing, uh, you know, a fucking essay-long message or whatever... The things that Dune accomplishes, the book and the series, are strong enough that it, I, I overlook the things that I gripe about. On the whole, during the podcast, I'm not going to overlook it because this is the things I like to talk about. And so, like, similarly, I'm saying that I, I can recognize the things that I think bother me or could be done better in the story, but then, like, ultimately feel like, yeah, but it's fine, you know? That's yeah. kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, no, I I I understand completely where you're coming from. Um and to me uh I I I agree, understand, but I also kind of like it. That's that's fine. I I don't know what it is. It's hard for me to isolate, but you know, we've kind of always had um our differences when it comes to more often than not similarities between yeah. you and I, but, but there's always been important um, minor differences to, to how we like, I don't know, maybe appreciate art. Even yeah. that's too broad. It's not even that exactly. I don't know, but I mean, uh, yeah, no, that's, um, that's, that's what keeps it interesting. I think um, is the slight differences in our, our critique but uh, yeah, I I I think it is. It, things are tried and true for a reason, and you know, um, I get that it could feel sloppy doing it this way, and like chances are, like it's not. He you know he wasn't thinking. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce these two characters all out of a sudden to 
subvert expectations. Uh, chances are that he he thought that because he's like, oh, I have to, I have to figure out who these characters are. So I'm gonna make them up right now. That's that yeah. is the likely uh, way this came about. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I I'm I'm always a fan of 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 when things are not all kind of squared away and 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 wrapped up neatly. Um, because I feel like it makes the other moments more impactful when they are, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of, 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 of messy things though. So that's, that's fair. And I, I think that, um, there can be big, beautiful messes and sometimes Dune is that. Yeah. I, I, I think as we're talking about it, um, and you're talking about like subversions and shit, like just, just, I'm going to say this one last thing. And then we'll really talk about the good shit. Mm. Um, but it makes me think that a lot of how Frank Herbert writes Dune is similar to a, like a mystery novel, you know? And so uh, he gives you so many of the pieces and, and so much of the information at the outset. And then, you know, as you read the story, part of the fun is like thinking like, Ooh, you know, can I guess where it's going? Or like, even if, even if your guess isn't right, you know, like does your guess still make sense? Mm -hmm. And does the, does the path that the story lead also still use the same pieces in a way that like, you know, maybe you didn't put together. Yeah. And I, I think what kind of rubs me the wrong way here is that, um, it's not so much that like, we're not, It'd be one thing if we were given all the information and then it was like, oh shit, I didn't see that coming, you know, but instead this is a, a mystery that you can't solve because you might be thinking like, ooh, is it Javid or, or even if it was just a no-name grunt from House Carino, you know, who got transported to the planet, anyone, anyone, um, you know, you, you could kind of be like, ooh, I think it's this person, I think it's that. But nothing in this story could ever guide you to this solution, you know, because none of it is is there beforehand. You can't go, oh, I think it's Palambasha, you know. And so, like, to me, thinking about it a bit like mystery book like, it just falls a little flat because instead of being like, oh, shit, I didn't see that coming. But like I but potentially I could have put it together if I thought about it that way. I don't even have that, that like moment of clarity. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah, I, I do, and I think that's one of the one of the reasons why um, it's this this is not a, a labeled a mystery book. All right, there, buddy. Okay, I'm not saying it's one to one. I'm <laughs> I'm trying to. I totally no. I totally right, understand, understand where you're coming from. I do. Uh, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I I, I think we've we've harped on it enough. There's been enough harping. Ganema is able to... She kills that uh, motherfucker. Yeah. Just straight up. She destroys she, she him. Uses, she uses the Frem kit and like something from her still suit and some of the poison on her knife. These these are cool pieces coming together. These here, are. You I know? agree. I agree. Um, so, yeah. She, she is able to kill... Palambasha, R.I.P. Um, I was the friend of Palambasha. He's uh, he's dead. He dies. 
And then Ganima comes up right away to the other girl, whoever she is. Becky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she's like, don't fucking move. Palombash is already dead. Whatever. Chapter ends. Cool? Yeah. Yeah, I I liked the end of the, that scene. I did. Me too. Me too, me too. And um, I I mourned the the uh the the loss of Palambasha for for the for for us not getting to know him more. Yeah. Well, we never had an opportunity to know him, <laughs> but uh but fine. now now think of all we can like we can come up with our own backstory for Palambasha and that is like such a great But that's that's gift. not fun. That's, that's such no, a great gift to us. just do that. It is. Oh my god. It is. We can we can think of all the journeys he's had in his past as a as a traitor Fremen and all the close calls he's had with uh with you know almost killing the twin like it's the possibilities are are they're endless honestly. What yeah. drove him to the what drove him Fun. to those lengths? Yeah, hey, maybe we'll get that info. Or maybe I we think never that's will. a Brian Herbert book. Oh yeah. Yeah, the uh The Palambasha Chronicles. The, the continuing yeah, right, the continuing adventures. Palambasha prequel. Yeah. Alright, last chapter here. Jessica and Idaho are brought before Faridin and Tayek. And then when Sisha enters, shows Faridin a message cube, um, which was, I, I like this bit of world building here. This feels like the first thing the Landsrad have ever done. Yeah, that like we've seen them do, because at first it was like, oh, it's a message from the Bene Gesserit, but no, it's a message from the Landsrad on behalf of the Bene Gesserit, mm-hmm. exercising their Landsratty duties. Um, and they're like, hey, the Bene Gesserit accuse you, Faradin, of killing Leto Atreides, and that's not. Cool. No, it ain't. And then Faradin's like, well, don't worry about it because I didn't do it. And I'm just going to tell the truth. Bring a truth sayer here. I don't care because yes. I'm not part of it. My mom did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of this chapter is back and forth between Faradin and Jessica kind of like you know, what do we do now? Plots within plots, faints within faints, whatever. Um, and Faridin completely shuts his mother down. Uh, She's removed. Sisha, Jessica's like, yeah, right. Jessica's like, what are you going to do next, given this Landsrad message? And when Sisha immediately replies, ooh, I'm going to do this. And Faridin's like, if you're going to do that, then you can do it without me. Because if I'm doing anything, I'm doing it on my own behalf as motherfucking the head of House Carino. Mm -hmm. So um, he kind of has her by the the feminine cojones 
as it were. The um, if only there Wavos, were a word for the that. Wavos. Wavos. <laughs> That's the word. I, I like I like the eggs better. The eggs. Okay, God, what a what a uncomfortable and strange term to use. <laughs> but I gotta say, I think it's kind of funny. I think it works by the eggs. Yeah. Um. Hmm. When Man. it works, it works. <laughs> you know, it's either it's the eggs. You know, ladies got the eggs. Guys got the boner parts. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, girls have those scrambled eggs. Full full circle. We keep it classy here on we Dear do. Dudes. Yes. Yeah. 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 How do you counter? How do you take um, your lady eggs? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not answering that okay. question. Me thinks you take him sunny side um, up. Yikes! I don't. I like how uh, sunny side up. <laughs> I like I like how uh, in the past we've been like, hey, listen. When we say dudes on here, it's all inclusive, okay? Dudes can be guys, girls, anyone. And then, and now we're like, ladies have the eggs <laughs> in the guys' <laughs> <bone> parts. <laughs> We've been bad from the, the, just, this entire episode. This entire episode has been really bad. Like it's been, uh, yeah. it's been, it's been uncouth from the beginning. Yeah. Right when well, you said, right when you said, I gotta live with this old broad. That's that's wow, when we cross. Wow, that's when we cross wow. this this threshold. So you're gonna throw this all on me? No, huh? I'm just gonna say you started that's it. That's how it is. I just think you so, started it. So we're we're getting so like the the freaking lands rat is stepping in here, and you're Faraday going like, oh no, I I didn't fucking do it. It was my mom. Like so, I'm yeah. just gonna dump it all on me. I'm just on. no. I'm I'm saying I am I'm equally I, to blame when I, here. When I said that to begin, clearly, my 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 tone of voice it was comedic. It I, I was being facetious. That's the thing that okay? we've been th- this entire time. It's been facetious. It's still been bad. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's been it's been bad. It's been bad. It's been bad. I don't know. It's been okay. bad. Anyways. <clears throat> All right, hey, I I own it, and I'm sorry. Yeah, it's we it's it's a uh, it's it's it was bad. It was bad. Yep, it was bad. It's all <laughs> all bad. Um, okay. What uh? Where were we? The lands rad. Yes. Um, oh, right, okay, and then Jessica and and Faraday are talking, plans within plans. <sighs> Jessica had a little, there's a little bit of a, a secret message for Jessica from the B'nai Gesserit in there. Yes. What's the... I was waiting for you to bring it up to, to, uh, to, oh, to reveal yeah, it, because yeah, I yeah. forgotten it. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Um, well... She also. She, I remember. She she also doesn't. She's she's she doesn't totally buy that Leto is dead. No, that's important. Yes, 
And she does buy that Ganema thinks he's dead and it's yes. true. So, like, I, I think she kind of recognizes that Ganema has had to put herself into this trance. She's, mm. It seems likely that she knows, you know, that, that she can put those two pieces of information together. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. She's like, Ganema is dead. Completely genuine in believing her brother's dead, and I don't think her brother's dead. Yeah. Put those two fucking things together. What do you get? Trance, baby. Trance. Um, so, yeah. I, I think that's important. It, it seems like... I think Jessica also kind of knows what's going on with Jackaroo, too. I mean, we've known that because she she's does, sent yeah. Gurney. And, but, uh, like, we're, we're kind of... We're waiting confirmed, for Gurney's... It seems. Yeah. She's she's waiting for Gurney's uh uh return, but now, yeah. but now, she, I mean, Gurney might come and rain all hell on a uh, Secundus for for you know keeping his his lover. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, there there you know, there Gurney? has there yeah there there's been a, a disturbing lack of Gurney thus far. I, I really hope that he he makes a makes an appearance soon. Yeah, I think this 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 last latter half of the book here, um, it it feels like it's building up to Gurney. It feels like if we get Leto chapters, um, while he's on this Ooh, journey or while some, he's at some some good ass uh, Leto Gurney chapters, I could I I would take that. Yeah, yeah. I think we're getting the. Maybe a Balaset uh, battle? Yo! Yeah! That would be something. That would be fun. Um, but yeah, as, as far as this chapter goes, there's a lot going on in it. And yes, I, I know yes, I yes. won't get to talk about all of it. Um, but it's pretty much these characters, particularly Jessica and Faradin, kind of like laying it all out on the table being like oh i thought this was the plot and it's like oh you thought this like um i remember it ends with with Faridin being like ah you know i even got an offer that i've been contemplating where uh you know maybe alita alia and me might uh you know get together Oh, and then, um, uh, then, then, Dun- yeah, because because they're both restrained by these, yes. these like really uh, thin fibers that like are so they they'll, they'll cut them if they make any like sudden movements or whatever, and then yep, and then Duncan fucking like uses his his uh, like weird mental abilities to like uh, like acknowledge that pain is just a mental thing, and he like. He breaks out of these these uh these restraints and like fucking cuts an artery. Yeah, he cuts his own wrist. Right. Ugh. Like yuck. Like uh Yeah, I don't really know what his what his goal is. It it might just be, you know, him like trying to rationalize his own human response yeah, to uh yeah, yeah. you know feeling this this continued betrayal by yeah. uh love you know um 
But at any rate, yeah, Duncan's patched up. And then uh, Jessica and uh, Faraday talk about the Aaliyah thing. And they're like, yeah, you know, Faraday's like, I wasn't going to, you know, he's like, if I go with Aaliyah, she's going to kill me. You know, he's like, he's not even really entertaining it. I think he's just fucking with Duncan. Um, But um, he is kind of entertaining the Ganema yes possibility it seems like the Bene Gesserit want that to happen um it seems like like Jessica is even playing along yes right and, and Jessica is also like not totally sure the extent of which she's being used yep either by the Bene Gesserit or more likely by uh Leto and Ganema, you know, she kind of has this moment of like, you know, am I just playing into Leto and Ganema's larger plot? Am I am I operating in ways that like I feel like is in my best interest, but I'm just like a tool myself? Yeah. Um, doesn't matter if you're aware, you know. Um. But. Yeah, I mean, it, essentially, this chapter ends with Jessica and Faradin agreeing to each other's terms, coming back to their original offer at the beginning of this chapter, that Jessica's like, hey, listen, I know that I'm here to teach you B'nai Gesserit shit, and that's what you want, and if you do that, if, you, if that's what you want, I'll do that, but I need free reign completely free reign on Seleucus Secundus. I'm not a prisoner because it's it's all it's just as much about image as it is anything, you know. She's mm-hmm. like otherwise the Bene Gesserit won't believe it. And this yes. is important yeah. that like everyone thinks that uh these things are legitimate, right? Yep. So um obviously there's a lot of skepticism, you know, it's like is Jessica just doing her own plot? Probably, yeah. Um, but Faradin's fine with taking that risk and and agrees to have uh, Jessica be on Seleucus Secundus, presumably and, with free reign. We haven't gotten to that. And also, as long agrees, as he is trained, he agrees to uh, to pretty much selling out his mother too. Right. That that uh. Right. She's going to be like disowned. Yeah. Yep. That's that's how he'll get out of the uh the Landsrad's um accusation mm. or wh- whatever they yep. they have, right? To just let Wensisha take the fall completely on her own. Um Yes. And Jessica's definitely looking to play up that division in House Carino absolutely for herself. Yep. I'm yep. sure. So yeah, she's she's being yeah. played by the Bene Gesserit, um, I, being played by Lido and Ganima, but also has has ideas of her own and uh, does does want to uh, do is right by herself and kind of try and see through where she thinks that these these two disparate groups are are pulling her. Right. Yeah, I do. I did like this Jessica chapter quite a bit. Um, 
I I feel like this is more in line with like what I've maybe been looking for, where it's like you know it's fine that Jessica isn't the you know most fucking badass space witch, whatever. Like it's it's fine if uh, Leto and Ganima are going to outclass her, but she needs to be able to be capable in her own right, and I feel like this yeah. is. Um, more more in in line with that so um very curious to see how this will play out um but yeah i i liked it i liked it quite a bit yeah same here and i think we're gonna um we're gonna see uh jessica whipping this boy into shape um is that a sex thing because i think that she's gonna seduce him a little it could be yeah I mean that that was even something that uh that that one sister warned right, about because right? it was brought up, and uh, Faridin's like, isn't she a little old for she's that? Old as, you know, she's old as shit. Yeah, she's probably um, older than are, his mom. Uh, because yeah, probably you, you got to think that that one sister's around Aerolan's age within the within the say, t- ten years or or less. Yeah. But also keep in mind that Jessica has not aged the extent of her yes, years. True, true. I mean, I I still she think probably she's still a, looks like she. Yeah, I still think she's a hottie. You know. Yeah. Well, Connor, don't don't be crass. All right. Sure. We're trying sure. to bring it back a little bit here. I Rain I still in. I still consider her a begilf. All right. I consider her a begilf. <laughs> the benet gil for it yep you got it uh, i understand uh doesn't totally work because you're supposed to say jesuit i guess but whatever the benny jesuit no sorry I mean, david lynch I, i'm not buying it yeah i'm i i, I i'm still obviously you know i'm benet jesuit um, I do think the yeah. I, I do think we, the, we, the can, we can we can only mean halfway so much. I do think I do think the 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 soft G is 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 implied. Yeah, well, you think that there's an implied U after uh-huh. any fucking do. Q you I see. Do. So I'm, I'm going to take what you have to say with a grain of salt. I just but... think maybe you, <laughs> or, like, or a grain of spice. Am maybe, I right? Maybe you're not privy to the uh, to the I secret alphabet. Yeah, well, every government has to be careful of secret languages. Learn more. What about um, what about that picture of Timothy Chalamet whatever. not having spice on his uh, his quesadilla or whatever it is that you didn't respond what? to? That was very that was very important that I I tagged you on Twitter, Timothy Chalamet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Star of Dune, the movie twenty twenty one. Playing Paul Atreides. Yeah, right. He, he opted, he he opted no out spice. on spice. No spice. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I would want to know when this took place. You know, was this before yeah. production or film began on Dune? But even then, even if it was before, you have to ask yourself: Was his affinity or lack thereof towards spice not a part? Yeah, of the of the, of the casting, mm-hmm. you know, seems like did, a, did they even ask him? Uh, yep, yeah, if yep. he likes spice. 
That really seems like something they should have done. It seems like uh, yeah. uh, uh, they screwed the pooch on this one, if uh, if if so. You know but, what I would do? What, what would you do? If I were in charge of casting, I would have each and every person who auditions for the role of Paul Atreides to have to do the cinnamon challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. And whoever so. who whoever lives lives through it and and uh, is able to have have prescient visions will will win the role. Mm-hmm. So, but regardless of his spice preference, we cannot have the 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 face of the Dune franchise going out to restaurants and being known as somebody who does not add spice to their meals that's uh i agree you can't do that i agree i mean he's already you know a pasty-faced mayonnaise boy yes but as as, you're just everyone everyone knows him (laughs) you're just gonna like you know give give further uh you know weight and and credence towards um you know what white people's disdain for uh spices you know yeah 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 yeah. and i'm not saying that uh you know it ain't true like i i get it you know the whole like put a bunch of you know salt on a uncooked chicken and whatever like i i get it you know but timothy chamlet come on i mean just do better please timothy please do better spice it up spice up your life a little bit spice it up I mean, maybe, maybe it's I. I don't know. We we're making too too many assumptions. Uh, we don't even know when this first movie ends in in uh, in the story. Maybe it's before this this big prescient vision, and he is actually uh, playing playing uh, kind of uh, he's he's being true to his character. And that maybe once he starts filming the second movie, I I thought you said it was supposed to end. I thought you said the first movie covers like all of book one of Dune, and then um, it's, the other think, movie would be like two and three. I think that's th- those are just rumors. I don't think there's anything conf- confirmed. I see. But anyways, do we do we have any final thoughts on this uh, on 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 this last chapter or these these five chapters of Dune, Children of Dune, dudes? Um. Just that at the end of this chapter, like like you mentioned before, it, it kind of crystallizes this whole um, Faradin's plot or, or plan, rather, seems to be to fight fire with fire. And he's like, well, if I'm going to regain my place on the throne as emperor... I'm going to follow in the footsteps of the last person who successfully overthrew the emperor was. Yeah. And that was Muad'Dib. It was. So he's going to use Muad'Dib's plan to end the reign of the Atreides. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to do it very literally. Yes. Um, But there's important differences that feel like they're could easily be his undoing you know one is like we talked about his his dismissiveness for his mother um and not heeding her counsel 
And I think the other important one is his, his further dismissal of his own prescient dream visions and discounting the more fantastical, spicy abilities um, that are really what gave Paul the advantage. Yep. I mean, um, so he's, I think, kind of like going down the list almost in, in this kind of uh, distanced and matter-of-fact way that is not going to yield the same results. He's like, you know, if I get the same training and what, you know, whatever, if I, if I try and do X, Y, and Z, then I'll win. Right. But he's, he's not accounting for all the variables. He's not accounting for everything. Um, also, I think that I, I wonder if the reason that Faradin is doing this is trying to go about victory this way has to do with the preacher. Um, Jessica kind of, kind of mentions um, she wishes she met the preacher. Obviously, there's a lot of intrigue over to who he is, whatever. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess to sum up, I also think the, the Gurney-Lido thing is going to happen in these next five. I think we're going to get that shit, whatever it is. And Ganema's fate is like kind of talked about in this last chapter too, you know, where they're like, oh, Ganema is in Aaliyah's custody, you know, yeah. where we last left Aaliyah. Obviously, she was killing everyone's favorite character, Palambasha. Yep. <laughs> you know. Um, but if the reports are to be believed in this final chapter, Aaliyah actually has her. Um, and Aaliyah also mentions she's going to go through the trial of possession. And then they're like, oh, maybe not. But she's talked about it. I don't know. It's at least planned. But it, but it might be just wrapped up in uh, red tape. And, yeah. and never actually gotten around to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so her so Ganima's fate is kind of up in the air right now. We don't know what's going to happen to her or... Uh, what that's but but also back to the preacher quickly if if this thing comes down to Faradin versus Leto yeah or something what side is the preacher on right because you gotta I mean you I don't know it doesn't even have to be Faradin versus Leto but I guess that's the way it might be Faradin versus Aaliyah or but the way it's it's panning out is I feel like I don't know it's it's uh if it comes down to something like that then it feels like the preacher would be on house carino's side but uh right if I if his preaching is anything to go by yes yeah but also i think people are i i, I don't know I, th- I think people are uh underestimating leto or they are um i don't know not considering that maybe leto is not um, going down a malevolent path. 
I think that's the the assumption, right? Is that he's he's he, he's he's being led towards abomination as well. But um, everything we've seen so far from from his dreams and his vision of the future is is leading with kindness and and you know uh, restoring the the Fremen homeworld to its you know former glory by by making sure the the sandworms will stick around and the spice will be will be long lasting so there i don't know it's 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 interesting i mean like wh- where does this lead lead for leto like how how does he uh i i mean if there is a dark turn where does it start i guess is the is the question that's on my mind yeah um i mean the thing is i don't think there really is going to be a dark turn i think his success could be um, caught up in tragedy, you know, and, and maybe similarly to Paul's ending in Messiah, having to have, you know, Chani die, maybe Leto's ascension into God Emperor is, is at the, the sacrifice of Ganema. It could be, yeah. I mean, something like that. It could be, or it could be this, this, you know, succumbing to the spice that both him and Ghani are are refusing to do. Yeah, I'm sure that will come into play. Um, Whether they want it to or not. Yeah. So. Yep. Exactly. And then you can only avoid the spice for so long. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And when Faradin taps into maybe some of his prescient capabilities when when he's been a jesuit trained and maybe enters arrakis i think things will change for him as well if he if he gets that far in this journey um i think maybe he yeah. he, he could be a force to be reckoned with as well assuming jessica really trains him maybe she'll train him wrong she, yeah she'll just give him all the yeah, just wrong to fuck with him. pointers <laughs> that's possible that's possible you won't know all right yeah. um yeah, that's your that. plug, man. That's that. Uh, email us at dunedudespod at gmail.com. Our inbox is full, totally full currently, so I'm going to have to delete some emails, but uh, but be sure to email us if you if you want. Chances are you'll be in our uh, spam folder. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to look out for your emails. Um, follow us at Crumps TV on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Dune Dudes is on all podcast places. So rate, review, subscribe, and like, and all those other things. And uh, until next time, Timothy Shamlet, eat the fucking spice. Amen.